Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. This is the Jason and Alexis Show podcast, presented by our delightful friends at the Freehouse. When you listen to the podcast, you can thank the Freehouse. We thank them all the time, right, Lex? Oh, we love the Freehouse. Thank you, Freehouse. Thank you, Freehouse, and thanks for the beer. Lex and Dawn, I have a great idea. Yes? Thank you for asking. I would like to take you two out to lunch. Are you game? Let's do it. Where are we going? We are going to the Lowry. I love the Lowry. It's one of my favorite places. They have such good apps. And there are various ways that they can serve you. Three ways. First, we can go inside. Or you can order online for the Lowry from one of their delivery partners. Or you can pick it up from the restaurant. Should we go inside, though? Yeah, let's go inside. Let's Let's have some breakfast. Okay. And then we'll get some food to go. And it's all my treat. Can we get yes. food for like three days? Um, I'm just asking for a Dawn, friend. Dawn, I think you're kind of stretching <laughs> my right. generosity, but they do have amazing breakfast and mimosa yes. flights and Bloody Marys. But Dawn, I don't think you can get the Bloody Marys to go. All right. Ooh, and it's Bloody Marys all day, every day. Well, but I, I thought Mama needed a beer. Don't you want some free house beer at the Lowry? Yeah, actually, let's do it all. Why not? <laughs> I'm Dawn, thirsty you and I get out. I guess I'll be driving. <laughs> you you are driving. Uh, you can make reservations. You can check out the menu. You can order pickup. And you can order online at thelowryuptown.com. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to the 7 o'clock hour of Jason and Alexis in the morning on my talk 1071 Everything Entertainment. Everything, please. If you know what's good for you, leave that fly right where it is. I'm Jace with Lex. We have Grant filling in for Dawn. We have Kenny filling in for no one. And you're here, and we're thrilled. Thank you. Thank you so much. Lex, if you could get that fly sweater, I'd greatly appreciate it. Thank you. Oh, I missed it. Oh, you got it. No, you got it. Oh, I did? Oh, good. Yeah, it's right there. What is the lifespan of a fly? Does anybody, Kenny, Uh, do you know what the lifespan of a fly? Let me see. Too damn long. Yeah, hold on. (laughs) Let me ask, let me ask Siri. Hold on. Hey, Siri, what is the lifespan of a fly? Let's see here. I think they go into hibernation, too. Just a moment. The lifespan of the order containing (laughs) species commonly called true flies is 3.5 to 63 days. Oh, okay. Well, that's a wide a span. Yeah. That's, that's a wide long. span, three to 63 days. <laughs> and, and Google says 15 <laughs> to 30 days. So that's like saying um, that tropical storm is going to hit somewhere between Alabama and Maine. Right there. It's just going to be right there. 
Well, you idiots. What, what I noticed is Siri. in the winter, <laughs> yes. I'll, heat my sh- I'll heat my shop up, and yeah. all of a sudden there's flies everywhere. And they hide uh, in the windowsills. Yeah, and then you turn the turn the heater off, it gets cold, and they disappear again. Yeah, this is like the hibernate. You're right. They find a little warm spot in your house. Yeah. Well, I, I don't know. That fly on the vice president's head yesterday, though, during the debate, oh. he didn't want to go anywhere. He was hibernating in uh, in a in a nice in a nice pillow of Aquanet right yeah, there. Just, right. Like, that sweet, 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 spray. sweet on it. That sweet Vidal Sassoon. He was just <laughs> was loving life. Oh, and I, I and it's such a contrast with this white hair too. That's all I didn't even hear the words that were coming out. You're just looking at that fly. Well, and this and a disclaimer. Um, I'm this is not a political statement. You guys know this is the truth. We can all agree on this that the president of the United States, having come from the background that he came from, he was in television for many years. Uh, the president cares about appearances. I think that's a bipartisan thing. We can all agree on that. I really honestly was thinking it has to be driving the president crazy this morning that as I'm watching all of the network news shows, they're all mentioning the fly. I mean, I just I, I immediately thought of the president of because all every meme like it, oh, you just heard uh, in the, the the fly has an Instagram account already and Twitter <laughs> accounts. And, yeah, they tweeted and, us already this morning. Yeah, there are memes. And I thought for for for, a, you know, politicians that care about appearance, this, this is not. Well, do, you, do you think that he's mad about it or that he's jealous Maybe. about it? No, I think he's probably mad. I mean, it's, you know, when you're focusing on the fly, but uh, oh, I don't know. I I, yeah, I thought I, I thought it was fantastic. <laughs> a moment of levity that we needed. So I was just thinking, why are there flies in there? Oh, man. I know. Who didn't close the door a yeah. couple hours before the thing? How did that guy get in there? But anyway, and then we have uh, animals attacking in a different way. Again, they just rolled in the CBS This Morning eye-opener the video of the cnn reporter fighting with the raccoon right before he goes live it's just it it, the visual is better than the audio because the poor guy he's such a professional he's right in the middle of of a live report from the the lawn of the white house when this raccoon is decides to go right behind him and start messing with them and this is what this is what happened listen to this there he is Now, no events on the president's schedule today, and important to say, the White House, especially from the uh, raccoons, man. God, again, this is the second time. I get the traps not working. Right? Hey, man. The raccoons came back. Hey, man. He's talking to the groundskeeper at the White House. Hey, man, the the raccoon came back, everybody. It's hard to keep them away. <laughs> I don't throw equipment; it's gonna work either. But that's you're right. It's a funny visual because yeah, it is. He's so it, like, mad. God. He's so mad. Let the guy do his report. Come on, let him finish. <sighs> so yeah, so that's making news. And uh, I, I was watching during the break as I do after my meeting here. Uh, I, I, before we head to a commercial, uh, I always hate saying this because it seems so empty, but. Uh, thinking about once again, stop me if you've heard this before, but the good people of Louisiana, um, once again, within the matter of six weeks, 
uh, for the sixth time in the last few months, they are filling sandbags and boarding up windows because Hurricane Delta is basically following the same trek that Hurricane Laura followed six weeks ago when it devastated my mother's former city of Lake Charles. Hurricane Delta is literally, Kenny, heading right for Lake Charles. Um, And as one reporter said in a helicopter, Lake Charles uh, uh, from the air is still a city of blue roofs, roofs. Meaning from tarps, from tarps. and oh. they haven't even repaired. My mother's uh, house is one of them. Um, it's just awful. Here's a, a little bit of the report that uh, they just did on CBS. Listen to this. Headed their way, growing more powerful and threatening to hit the state as early as tomorrow. Delta barreled through the Mexican resort areas of Cancun and Cozumel yesterday. And our lead national correspondent, David Bagno, is awaiting the storm in Delcom. That's in southern Louisiana. David, good morning to you. Tony, good morning to you. Welcome to Cajun country, my hometown. We are used to hurricanes happening here. But what's different about this is it could be a repeat. Hurricane Delta is as of now projected to make landfall within 15 to 20 miles from where Hurricane Laura made landfall just six weeks ago in Lake Charles. And Tony, you were there for it. That would be incredible if the same people devastated by Laura get hit yet again. But let's start with what Delta did in Mexico. Oh, so bad. So bad. So, yeah. Oh, thank goodness she's up here with with you and us. Yeah, absolutely. I just, you know, I I, I think I just immediately go back to that we to those days that we were there, and thinking about the condition of Lake Charles and the condition it remains in. I mean, my mother the my mother's neighborhood still doesn't have electricity. Six uh, six and a half weeks later, um, I don't know about yeah. Still no electricity. People are still operating on generators. I think the hospital now has generators. The casino, God forbid, the the, the large casino uh, is open. Uh, but there are still thousands and thousands and thousands of residents who are making runs to the gas station, the limited gas stations that are open to get gas to power their generators to keep their house uh, illuminated or cooled or heated. Um, it's just awful. And now they're getting ready to go through it all over again. It's just bad. It's just bad on so many levels. So, um, you know, my mom's roof, I mean, my mom, uh, the roof isn't even repaired yet. Uh, you know, the, the insurance is just got done surveying everything. So we have, there's been no repairs and now it's going to be hit again. So yeah, not good. Not good. So if you have an extra prayer uh, this evening, uh, uh, reserve it for the good people of uh, Southern Louisiana. 7.13, yeah, 7.13 is the time. Can, can Sarah Jessica Parker save Broadway? And who's going to save movie theaters? We'll talk about both when we come back. Welcome back. Jason and Alexis in the morning. Thanks for making us a slice of toast of your morning. Just a little bit. Thank you. I'm Jace with Lex. And uh, Kenny, Dawn's taking some days off. Good for her. Celebrating mm-hmm. her birthday. Yes. Yes. She's 22. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I texted her and I said, uh, I said, I'm sorry I'm a little late on your birthday. She goes, it's all right. Who wants to say their age anyway? I said, oh, McLean. 
<laughs> Whatever, McLean. Anyway, so Don will be back next week. Our good friend Grant filling in. We love when Grant's here. Uh, hey. You're doing a great job, buddy. Uh, how are they treating you across the hall? Do we need to yell at anybody? Are they being nice to you? Uh, let us yeah. know. T- write down names, and we'll take care of them. I'll get back to you. Yeah, everybody's been good, but I'll get back to you. Okay, yeah. Give me a list of names. <laughs> we'll, have, we'll have Kenny yell at them. In the yes. Um, uh, Sarah Jessica Parker was supposed to be in Plaza Suite on Broadway yeah. with her husband, and then uh, you know that little pandemic happened. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yep. That that little that, that little thing, thing, you know, that little thing. Yeah. So what is she saying? Are they are they because they're not coming back anytime soon, right, Lex? No, I think they're slated to come back late twenty or spring twenty twenty one. So okay. yeah, it's definitely on hiatus for a while, and yeah, it's double whammy at her home because yeah, Matthew's in the show as well, so I'm sure she's yeah really feeling that, and she loves theater, and you know when she's not working, she says she goes there all the time, of course, and ballet, and I'm just thinking, right now, when you have unless they find a way to do it outdoors. When you're indoors and you think about the theater, I mean, that's the great part about theater. It's the the crispy, the liveness of it, you know, that you're all there. You're all packed in the theater, ready to go. It's dark. It's right. And, of course, we all miss that. But right now, I don't know how you can do that. So her note, she's saying, you know, hey, you guys, New Yorkers, come back to, this was in Variety, come back to New York and help us revive this uh, theater scene. And I'm thinking, how are we, how is that even possible right now? I guess there's a bunch of, um, you know, nonprofits that are raising money to help the actors, which that's one way to do it. But when, when people aren't even coming back to the city right now i mean that's the basic that she's asking just come back let's reinvigorate the economy here and then that will eventually lead to people going to the theater and going to the ballet and oh wow i'm just thinking how long that will actually take and right now it seems like there are so many other things with the numbers growing that I hope that it will come back, but I don't know if, oh, I mean, I, we want to be hopeful and we want to be optimistic and um, we all value the arts. So I'm hoping that it will come back, but I just can't see that within this year. No, here's, here's the problem. I, I think that people, when we have, when we're, when we are safely Uh, Mm -hmm. On the other side of more therapeutics and when we are safely and well on the other side of uh, several vaccines, Mm -hmm. um, I don't think the problem will be people not wanting to come or come back. I just don't know the I think the problem is how many of these theater companies are going to survive They're gonna make it that long are, are going to make it through this interim period. Um, right. Just like That's just thinking like, about theaters, movie yeah. theaters. Well, the movie theaters, same way and restaurants. That's why um, I, 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 I all these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there. The Unidentified Alien podcast or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Really hope, and I know we've had some local leaders here, 
Um, and I know it seems frivolous, but, it, you know, the restaurant industry is one of the biggest economic engine drivers. And it's one of the largest employers in our country. Yep. And I really hope um, the Yahoo's in Washington and I'm calling them all out. I really hope I mean, they're getting ready to uh, not getting ready. Nothing's happening right now, but they're thinking of, of uh, helping the airline industry, which I'm for. I, I like planes but i hope they also take a look at a program for the restaurant industry because i'm telling you we are seeing it here locally a lot of your favorite places and this isn't hyperbole a lot of your favorite places where you have spent um birthdays and engagement parties and 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 come together for easters and funerals and family reunions they are not going to be around they're no. not going to be. We are going to continue to lose at, at, a, at a large rate some of your favorite places where you craft your memories. And that's really what restaurants are. Um, so I don't, So re, I, I mentioned that because restaurants are in the same category, in my opinion. I don't think the problem is, will people come back when it's safe? The problem is, will there be anything to come back to? Right. Uh, because I don't know how many of these theater companies can continue, the, you know, the, the, the organizations that run these theaters. Well, do they have especially uh, do, if they don't own the building? too? Well, I was going to say, do they have landlords yeah. that are willing to work with them? Mm-hmm. Um, I'll go back to restaurants. You know, it's probably about 60, 40 of people that I've talked to where they have good landlords. Uh, that are working with them and maybe taking a percentage of sale. And then I have other people telling me that the landlords are like, nope, you're going to pay full. I don't care. Uh, I don't care how COVID's affected you. Uh, you got to pay your rent. And they're like, well, then we're out, Skippy Lulu, you know? Right. Yeah. So uh, I think consumers, I've said this from the beginning, and I know some people oh, disagree. I think when we get on the other side of this safely, there is going to be. A, a desire for communal things. We are going to be so sick of of Zoom meetings and uh, basement dwelling. Well, Kenny likes that, but a basement yeah. dwelling <laughs> that we're gonna we are gonna need this. We're gonna need to go out. Um, but I just don't know if there'll be any place to go out. That's why we need to help these companies. We really, really do. Or they're not going to be around on the other side. They're they're just not. Movie theaters, another one. What and I, how? What, how do how do we help right now? It's I really, don't know. That's yeah. what I'm wondering. Like, even though she's like, come back to the city and ha- you know, let's get the economy going. I'm like, well, well, well yeah, I come get back that. Too. But right. So, oh man. There's, and, there's and, yeah, the- oh, go ahead. There's nothing to come back to, Lex. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you there. Um, There's nothing. A big chunk of people go to New York from Idaho and Iowa and Indiana Mm -hmm. and Georgia. They go to see the shows and to see the sites. The shows and sites are closed. (laughs) So I love you, SJP, but the draw of New York isn't really there right now. The the things and the food. Yeah. Yeah. The things that pull, you know, Mary and Joe from um, Fort Lauderdale to go to Florida, or or Pam and, and Pam and Bill in in Sioux City, Iowa. There's all of those things are closed in New York. So yeah. I, it yeah makes me well, sad. And then, and then also, I know we're gonna get move on to movie theaters because that's the same. That's the same exact problem. And then if they can't pay their rent, what's gonna happen to that space? Do they divvy it up and make well, smaller stores? Or it's gonna be more unused real uh, real estate on main yeah. streets. It's it's because I so I, will there I, be theaters 
I don't know. Let's take yeah. Let's take a break, and we'll talk uh, about movie theaters on the other side. Stay with us. And now, a hilarious Halloween dad joke by Alexis. What's the best way to get rid of a demon? Exorcise a lot. This has been a hilarious Halloween dad joke by Alexis. Kenny fell asleep during that one. Welcome back. Smile at least. Yeah. I mean, just a little. Yeah, a little no. smile. A little no, smile. not at all. Okay. A little well, smile. Well. Jason and Alexis in the morning. Uh, on my talk with seven one everything entertainment. I'm Jace uh, with Lex. Uh, Kenny Grant's filling in for Dawn, who's taking some much deserved uh, days off. Uh, we're having a really good conversation as we do sometimes. We're not silly all the time, everybody. We can sometimes. actually. It's a, I know it shocks people, but the four of us can actually have great conversations, right, Kenny? It surprises people. Um, uh, but pull my finger, Jason. Here, we pull your finger. Thank you for bringing us back to what we do best. See, that's my buddy. That's my buddy. Um, no, we're just talking about um, you know uh, theaters and basically the arts community and what they're dealing with, what they will deal with. I, I, I gotta, I love her so much. Uh, Leslie on a Twitter wrote to us, and she goes, uh, you know, after the influenza outbreak of the of eighteen of nineteen eighteen, you got the Roaring Twenties, big party time, very creative time with music, art, a big band, jazz, and the Harlem Renaissance. Mm. And she's right; she's absolutely right. And I think you're seeing that. I think you're seeing the recalibration of of things, and I think you are seeing people get very creative. Uh, they have to. They have to, and mm-hmm. I, you know, when you're seeing that with restaurants, I mentioned this yesterday a couple times because I just happened to be talking to two different entrepreneurs. I mentioned this yesterday on the talk show where, over the last two weeks, I have talked to one, two. Three, four, five, five different restaurant tours here in the Twin Cities. One of them being Stephanie Shimp, a, a partner of my talks. Uh, full disclosure, you guys know I used to do commercials for her. We're going back. I think we, oh, they, they started this week. Lex, Dawn, and I, you'll be hearing Blue Plates back on our podcast. Yeah. Any, any hoodly doodly. Uh, Stephanie was talking about this desire, this this desire for her and and restaurant tours all over the cities to collaborate with each other, uh, to get creative and find ways uh, to not only help their own business but to lift up uh, their their colleagues uh, in, in the in the local restaurant biz. A, a good example, and Lex, I haven't mentioned this yet. I had I I, I did a shoot last week for the Jason Show that will air. Uh, I believe next week I met this guy uh, that knocked my socks off. Maybe did I mention this, Lex? Did I mention Houston White? I always no. forget what I mention mm-hmm. on this you did show. Not. And- I don't nope. think so. No. Oh, Kenny, uh, God, Grant, Lex, I- I'm so glad. I- I- we got to have him on the show. Uh, you know when you meet someone and it's like Bing, Bing, Bing. I, I walked yep. into this nice. this guy's establishment and I went. I love you. Like I, I want to be friends with you. His name is Houston White, and he owns a barber shop and country club uh for uh well for everybody but he built it he's a he's a black business owner he built it on the north side of in, in north uh, minneapolis and he built it uh for black men but for everybody but he built it and i asked him i said this is an interesting concept a barbershop country club i go tell me about the country club aspect of it and he said 
he goes, you know, historically, black men have not been welcomed in, in a lot of country clubs around the country. You don't see a lot. Of, you don't see high black membership in country clubs. He goes, I wanted to create a place in this neighborhood that not only spurs redevelopment and revitalization, but I wanted to be kind of a cultural centerpiece where people can come in, get a haircut or not get a haircut and just hang out. And he's created this and he's created his own like line of clothing. All, all with chutzpah, all with, with, with drive and ambition. And I love this guy. And then I bring him up, not only because I was just infinitely impressed by him, but also he teamed up with dog, local Dogwood Coffee Company. And Yum. they have created, and I didn't know this, he, it's going to be the first, and if I'm wrong on this, please correct me, but I believe I'm right. He, it's going to be the first black-owned coffee company, um, or one of them, in Minneapolis, and it's called the Get Down Coffee Company, and it's a collaboration between Houston and Dogwood Coffee, and they're going to be selling it. They're they're expanding and opening a cafe in Houston White's space in North Minneapolis. This space cool. is is blankety blank awesome. Like I wish I could cuss. I, I walked in and I'm like. It and it was it was a great cross section of of humanity. I mean, it really was. There was, and I'm just being very, very, very direct here. There was a black gentleman getting his hair cut next to a white teenager, next to a woman who came in, uh, a, a white woman to get some clothes, and then I'm standing there, big old gay guy. I mean, it was it was what Houston wanted. It was a cross section of humanity. All hanging out in a, in a, I don't know. I was so impressed oh, by him. Great. Where is this, Jason? I'll put a link on our show page. Um, it is, hold on a minute. Let me give you the exact address. But his name is Houston White. He was mentioned, he was profiled in Forbes uh, right after the uprising following George Floyd's death. When, you know, a lot of the periodicals were looking for wonderful black business owners to spotlight. And yeah. Houston, uh, Houston was one of them. And, uh, because he's owned this, I believe, since 2012, something like that. It's uh, H. White Men's Room is what it's called. And it's on 1500 North 44th Avenue in Minneapolis. Kenny, you should stop by sometime. This place is grand. It's awesome. Like, nice. I, if, I, if I had time, I was going to sit down because the barber looked really good. <laughs> I was going to have him trim me up mm-hmm. a little bit. But I, I had to get going. But uh, I, I don't know. It... it but I, I say this because going off of what Leslie said, it re- I think we really are going to see a renaissance of creativity. Um, and, and, and I'm already seeing it in the restaurant biz. Gavin Kaysen has teamed up with Cooks of Crocus Hill. You know, his restaurant, uh, in, in, in the um, uh, French one, uh, Belcour, had to close in Wyzetta, but it reemerged as just a bakery in, in a Cooks of Crocus Hill store. So they gave him a little space in there. Um, and, you know, we'll have more details later. I'm working on something with Stephanie Shemp. And and you're seeing this type of collaboration all over the place in the restaurant industry. And I think you're going to see this in the arts community as well. Um, and I think movie theaters, you know, as we talk about that, Lex, and you yeah. mentioned the retail spaces, maybe they're going to have to invite, you know, maybe they're going to have shared spaces and invite you know, uh, local restaurants to take over their concessions. You know what I mean, Lex? Like, yeah, they're gonna have to do something. You're right. Something like that, that. would be a great idea. 
Yeah. I, I, or just I, a shared I, space for local theater, too, to come yep. and have performances. And, you know, just they have it for a couple months. And then another company moves in and does their show. and Something. Something. I, I, but you're right. I, it is a great time for innovation. We're seeing a lot of um, restaurants not only pivoting to, you know, takeout and online and delivery and things like that, but also a lot of artists starting to open up their little etchy shops and yep. taking it all online to have to, you know, to to make it that way. And some very, very successful. Yeah. And and it's it's. I don't want to see, look, I, I've made bits out of coming on the show and complaining about people who talk in movie theaters, and I've jokingly said that I'll never go to a movie again. But here's, the reality is, I I really don't want to see the movie theater industry collapse because it's it, it's it's a joy, you know, when people aren't talking and, and there aren't yahoos. You know, you can go to places like Alamo and and have a great experience. And movies are meant to be shown on big screens with loud sound systems. And you're Together. meant to enjoy. Yeah. And, and a communal experience with popcorn in a dark room and where you can escape for two hours and, and, and leave everything on the other side of that door. I hope we don't lose that. I really do. Uh, I, for one, I, I, I want to go back to a movie theater and and see movies like Star Wars. I mean, that's it's those movies are meant to be seen in that kind of format. And yep. it, it would be devastating if we lost that piece of Americana because the movie theater is a, is a slice of our culture that I, I really hope can survive this. I'm with you. Uh, yeah. Don't you think, don't you think, Grant? I mean, as, as irritating as people can be, it's still, it still can be joyous. Yeah. You know? I've been, I've, well, I've been in the movie theater four times during this whole thing, and it's kind of cool because nobody's there. <laughs> I've, been, I've been there with my girlfriend. We've seen Jurassic Park, Back to the Future, Goonies, and then Dirty Dancing because that's that, and I liked it too. Oh, but yeah, that was the, we went to the old school movies, five bucks yeah. a piece. I think two times there was two other couple, one other couple in there, and that's it. So we had the whole theater to ourselves. You couldn't get a refill. I mean, I'm still going because I'm like you. I love theater. I love going to the movie theater. So that's yeah. funny because that's how I do the, the uh, movie theaters anyway. I always go for the midday oh, showings, right? Yeah. Oh yeah, okay. So you're always alone, or it's a you know an empty house. Love it, that yeah. Way. And and again, uh, uh, you do it, can and they then inevitably that though. That's the other no. thing. With the uh, no, there's in there. No, they can't. That's a problem. That's a problem with restaurants when they're going at twenty five percent capacity. That's yeah. the problem with theme parks. I mean, you know, yep. we could uh, maybe tomorrow I'll get in. You know, uh, yesterday it was revealed. The governor of California basically told Disney, um, no, you're not opening anytime soon. There was a hope that Disneyland in mm-hmm. California could open very soon. Nope. Uh, governor uh, Newsom was like, no, sorry, Bob Iger. It's not going to happen. Um, so the layoffs are going to continue. Actually, they officially announced the layoffs yesterday. Um, 8,800 people from just Disney World. Um, a couple of my friends, oh my uh, our friends, uh, laid off um, part-time, part-timers. So, yeah. Um, Disneyland or Disney World? Disney World. World 8, still, yep, they have theirs, and then now Disneyland. Oh, man. Yeah, World is open, but still oh. at, you know, nothing like full capacity. Yeah, is it 30%? Or it, well, they're not saying. They're, oh, they are okay. never, yeah, they have never given the official total. From what Colin and I hear from the cast members we know, they're running uh, probably 25 to 30% capacity. 
which is, according to them, profitable, but by no means can withstand Mm. uh, a full staff. Thus, the horrible layoffs, which is just devastating and will be devastating uh, to Florida's economy as Disney's their largest employer. So... Uh, It is uh, 7.43. We're going to switch gears. We're going to make you laugh. Uh, And I promise I won't irritate Alexis. I have true fun facts. Not fake ones. True fun facts. When we return. (laughs) Little Brittany bringing us back. Jason and Alexis in the morning. My Talk World 071. Everything entertainment. Everything my oh my. I'm Jace with Lex and uh, Grant filling in for Dawn. Kenny's here as well. Uh, coming up at the top of the 8 o'clock hour, uh, we're going to be joined by a good friend of our show, uh, Sasha Andreev. He will actually be calling in, Grant, by the way. He has Thank a you. Um, uh, Sasha, if that name is familiar, it just, <laughs> just came up a couple uh, well, weeks ago. Well, what's funny, Lex, is I had already booked this before this story happened. Oh, you did? Oh, yes. Okay. Like we had been in, I had been talking to him. He has a new project. Speaking of helping the arts, uh, Sasha's uh-huh. a local actor. Sasha's involved in a great project that he, he will tell you about. And, and we really want you to help support it. Dot, dot, dot. It just so happens that we were talking about Sasha uh, a couple days ago when I revealed that um, many years ago, uh, <laughs> I, I, I revealed to Alexis that I had a little bit of a crush on him. And I decided to open my mouth and blab about it on the radio. And it just so happens that uh, he had a friend listening and I was yeah, very this goes embarrassed. Out to the world. I forgot that the show goes over the air. And the reason it's embarrassing is is because Sasha's a friend of mine and has been, and I've never, he never knew. Like, all of these years, I've never revealed that when I first met him, um, like Alexis can tell you, I looked like that wolf in the old Tex Avery Warner Brothers cartoons where his eyes pop out of his head. It's like, wah, 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 wah. I, I, <laughs> I, I looked like a silly symphony. I was like, uh, uh, anyway, um, so I'm sure we will have a good laugh about that because uh, Sasha texted me like, so huh. ru- rumor has it. <laughs> <laughs> Rumor has it you you might have had a crush I hear. Yeah, that was that was lovely. Let me tell you that was a that was a great uh, that was a that was a fun conversation. So we'll, <laughs> at least it was over text, right? <laughs> well, I, yeah. Thank goodness it wasn't in person. But now, hey, he'll be on the show and we yeah. get to talk about it. It's wonderful. So no, we'll have a good laugh about it. He's a good sport. And- he's a great sport. Yeah. So we'll we'll have him coming up in a little bit. But right now, uh, it's one of Alexis's favorite things. If I do it correctly, and that's fun <laughs> facts. These are true fun facts, not fake facts. Alexis does not mm-hmm. like those. So. Are you ready to be educated? <laughs> you give me a, a crisis. That's what's happening when they're fake. I'm like, wait, huh? Huh? We're ready for real fun facts, yes. Yeah, yeah, we'll see how real You ready? Okay, here we go. <laughs> we'll, see. we'll see. Fun fact. The inventor of the Frisbee was cremated and made into a Frisbee after he died. Oh, fun fact. Mm-hmm. What? Where, where's that Frisbee now, huh? That's a true. Walter Frederick Morrison invented the Frisbee in 1948, which was originally called the Pluto Platter. In 2010, at 90, he died and his family cremated him and turned his ashes into a Frisbee. Cool. And Probably in the shadow what? box somewhere in their house. 
Yeah, <laughs> threw it off a cliff. Yeah. Know, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure it's precious. Or and Used yeah. it to clean a bag of weed. Or, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Another use for a Frisbee. Didn't know that. Hmm. Who knew? Fun fact. Game of Thrones star and new father, uh, Kit Harrington, yes. is related to the man who invented the flush toilet. No. Yeah. Whoa, cool. Yeah. How do you like them apples? I do like those apples. Thank you. Fun fact. Hawaiian pizza is actually a Canadian invention. Interesting. Doesn't matter who invented it. It's still gross. (laughs) (laughs) Retired Canadian cook Sam Panapoulos was the first person, I don't know how I did not pronounce that right, but his name was Sam, and he was a cook, and he lived in Canada. He was the first person to put pineapple and ham on a pizza together and marketed it as a Hawaiian pizza in the Satellite Restaurant in Ontario. Oh, wow. Yeah. This guy. Uh, So we can actually blame it on one person. On a Canadian. One person. You know, that's just so typical of Canada. (laughs) Well, Kenny, I have back-to-back Canada fun facts. Here we go. Fun fact. Every year, the Netherlands sends Canada 20,000 tulip bulbs. Oh, cool. This is done as a way of thanking Canada for their role in liberating the Netherlands from Axis occupation during World War II. Wow. Did you say how many? 20,000? 20,000. And I guarantee you only about 500 of them survive. Have you ever tried to raise a tulip? Oh, that's no. tough. That's why they kept they to keep are, sending them. They are petulant and moody. Yeah. Like Here a we go. has to be just right. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, yep. <laughs> this is going <laughs> to... Same. <laughs> oh. Fun fact. Famous French painter Claude Monet was only rich because he won a lottery. Mm, yeah, it's oh, hard really? wasn't discovered till later. Yeah, Monet was dirt poor, uh, and like most dirt poor people in that era, he played a lottery thing, and his luck changed when he won and lived a life of luxury and wealth after that time. Wow, oh, cool. Yeah, oh, that's neat. I didn't know that. This is something. Uh, this is our final one for all of us in the morning. Here we go. Fun fact. Before alarm clocks were affordable, there were professional knocker uppers to wake people up for work. <laughs> really? Imagine the things they saw. <laughs> when I grow up, I want to be a professional knocker upper. Yeah, yeah I aspired. I aspired to that at one point in my life, but let me tell you, that's exhausting. I mean, geez, and the pay is so low. Do I know know how to set you three up, or do I know how to set you three up? Uh, Knocker Upper Live will continue after this with uh, special guest Sasha Andreev when we return. It's a beautiful day.